first uh, podcast slash uh, video action. We're going to use this for the YouTube page and our uh, everything else, our TikTok. I, I have to admit, dude, I, I, I got on TikTok, TikTok. last week. Yeah. I'm telling you, it, it's it's pretty awesome, actually. It's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, I've been on there like here and there. It is, it gets, it's addicting. There's some funny stuff on there. Um, I, I don't know how to use it necessarily yet, but it is. It's, it's. You can go down a rabbit hole for sure. There's definitely a rabbit hole you can, you can easily fall under. But the, the videos are actually funny, and it's not all. It, there's actually a lot of people like a lot, a lot of a uh, like middle-aged videos of, of moms, and especially everyone in quarantine life right now, like moms handling like at-home life and. And of course, there's some some funny like dad stuff too. So yeah. it's actually it's pretty entertaining. I, I thought it was gonna suck. I thought it was gonna be a bunch of like 16 year old kids. Which don't get me wrong, it's a lot of 16 year old kids. <laughs> it's most of it. Yeah. Like doing weird. Things. That's what but, I thought it was. But it's actually but it's actually pretty funny. So I thought there was an age limit to it, and we've way surpassed it. Well, I remember yeah. when, when well when TikTok when it first uh, when they first came out or whatever when they were first advertising and they're all over your Facebook feed and everything. It was all these, the videos were like all, all these like really young, well, I mean, everyone, everyone to us is really young at this point, <laughs> but like, like these young people um, doing these weird dances and things. Like, ah, it's not yeah. going to be for us, but I'm not going to lie. I kind of enjoy TikTok. It, it's pretty It's good. cool. It, like it, it's fun. Uh, but yeah, Josh, you and I have been talking about trying to get involved with TikTok a little more, but we, I, I don't know how, how it goes. So we'll see. It, it, it's a cool, it's a cool platform. Though, I think. Well, you had a couple of dog videos that you put up there <laughs> of your dogs, and, and the videos did really well. There was like yeah. a ton of views on those videos, and so maybe that's maybe weird. that's one way. I don't know. So let's uh, let's int- Heather. You are, I believe, Josh. Right? You, Heather is our first guest. Yeah. On the pod. So we are happy and excited for you to join us. How many? I'm gonna put you on the spot. How many episodes of our podcast have you listened to so far? Ooh. Hmm. Don't lie. A good handful. I've probably listened to ten. Okay. Ten. Ten. Okay. I have nice. two kids and this one, so I have <laughs> ten minutes a day to myself, and usually I like to spend that peeing by myself. So, okay. <laughs> hey, you do that while hey, listening you get to the none of anymore. Hey, hey, Houston. Uh, what's our what what milestone are we approaching in our our podcast? Uh, as far as our the number of podcasts that we're about to reach, what's what's that that milestone we're really close uh, to reaching? Full, uh, full episodes. We're coming up on one hundred. One hundred. Wow, really? And you listen to ten. That's okay, I don't. Though. I don't go to work anymore. I don't have time to listen to podcasts. I work here with the, the kids screaming in the background. The vast majority of those podcasts were recorded before last month. Yeah. That's okay. I, I don't know. It's all good. It's all good. Josh, I want you. Can you? I want you to ask. Interview Heather for a minute. Ask her. Ask her a couple questions here on the podcast. Let's get to know. Uh, Heather, you're, you've came up quite a bit, obviously, in the last 100 episodes. Um, let's get to know Heather a little, a little bit more. Josh, interview her for a minute. Interviewing the wifey. Ooh, that's, Ooh, that, that's be tough. That's, I know that's that's hard. This is this is that's why this is very, that's why I heard that. Yeah. This is dangerous ground that you've up <laughs> on right now. I'm, I'm actually I've never been more nervous in my life. You know, I would. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's like, a tough one. It is tough because, like, I, I, 
I mean, we've, we've been together for, Jesus Christ, 17 years? Yeah. So, well, and November will be 17 years. And so there, there's actually not much about you that I don't know. But you're not interviewing me because you don't know me. But even, I, I, I can't think of anything that I, I wouldn't know the answer to. I don't know. Okay, hey, I'll tell you what. Okay, I have a good question. Okay, okay, this, actually, this is going. Right. Okay, so last night it was my turn to pick the movie. Uh-huh. And uh, um, I chose, because she, she picked last week, and she picked the, the, the movie that we, that we bought over the weekend. And, uh, it wasn't very good. It was the grudge, the new one. Oh, the new grudge. Yes. But anyway, oh, so uh, we got a, we got uh, bad boys for life. You know, bad boys three. Oh yeah, yeah. Shout out Miami. What's your opinion of that movie? Well, I only watched half of it because I was painting the baseboard. She did ignore half the movie. Uh, it was fine. Mm. It's not okay. my cup of tea. Who's better, Best Martin person. Lawrence or Will Smith? Hmm? <laughs> Which, <laughs> Who's your cup of tea, Martin Lawrence or Will Smith? I mean, it had its moments where it was funny and there was a lot of action, but oh. I don't, I don't like movies like that so much. What's your so, favorite movie? Right. Hmm. What's your favorite movie? Ooh. Oh, I know it is. Uh, oh, maybe. I have a lot. Let's see if Josh can guess. You'd have to, you'd have there, to break it down to genre. Three guesses: uh, Donnie Darko, oh. Empire Records. Or the other one about the the kid that writes for Rolling Stone. Almost famous. Almost famous. It's one of those three. Okay. It's it's between Almost Famous and bringing me back to my high school goth days, The Crow. Ah, I love that movie. She was a quite. I I I love the. Wore a lot of black. The old pictures of (laughs) of the wifey back in the day. With the big, the Jenko. Hey, I was also, I was all, I was Jenko too. Everyone was Jenko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone was Jenko. Do they still exist? I I don't don't know. Uh, (laughs) Poor Jenko. Donnie Darko is maybe my favorite uh, soundtrack. The the songs they play in that movie are excellent. It's great. It's good stuff. Yeah. Good flick. The reason why I brought up Bad Boys is because I wanted to get her opinion because, uh, we watched it. I didn't love my power. It's a great flick. Um, I, I was actually. Have you seen it yet, uh, Houston over there? No, no. I saw. We actually looked up. Uh, what movie should we watch this weekend? Uh, and it popped up, but I haven't seen it yet. No. I have to admit, it it, it was okay. It wasn't that great, actually. I didn't. It's so, funny. It got a bunch of great reviews, and and people are like, "Oh, it's amazing," and I was like, "Eh." It's just like, it's so when they when whenever they do these um, sequels like 20 years later they yeah. just like rehash all the old jokes yeah and the joke is always like oh we're old now and it's just I mean it was it was cool the action the the, the as far as like the cinematography the action sequences are are amazing they're it's incredible like I don't know how they do this the scenes and and everything but like you know they they rehash a lot of old jokes and stuff and so. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if you're nostalgic for that that series, it's cool. But I don't know. Like, guys, Bad Boys 2, to me, is a like If it's on, like, TBS or something, like, I'll always stop and watch it. But this yeah. one, I don't think I'll rewatch again. But Bad Boys 2 is amazing. So I don't know. What do you think about, know, just, what do you think about, actually. like, sequels in general? Like, don't they need to cut this out? There's too many movies where there's part two and three and four and five. Like, someone writes something original, right? 
Well, especially when it's, when it hurts a franchise. Like when we remember, I'll never forget when me and you went to see. Uh, we went to Anchorman two in yeah. the theater, and I I love Anchorman yeah, one. It's amazing. That was a good one. Anchorman two is not so great. It's like <laughs> as, as a matter of fact, one one of my all time favorite movies, as you know, uh, Boondock Saints is one of my mm-hmm. it's one of my top five, maybe top three movies of all time. That sequel, I'm like, no, you know, I. Why? I never, I never even watched the second one because I didn't want to ruin no. the first. Because I heard so many bad things, I was like, That's, I'm not watching part two. It, they like, it just tries too hard to like yeah. be the sequel. If that makes sense, they, they, yeah. they go over the top with some of the jokes in the first one, and I don't know. Plus, Willem Dafoe is not in it, and he's such a big part of the first one. And so, like, yeah. I don't know how you do it without him. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's okay, but it's not. I don't. I, I'm not watching it anytime soon, but I'll watch Boondock Saints one any day of the week. So. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you guys how Josh, you and I have talked about this the last couple times, but Heather, I want your thoughts on how quarantine life is going. How are you surviving? We we talked about this before we hit record, but how are the kids doing? How are you surviving? Uh, is it good? Do you kind of like it secretly, or are you ready to get back to normal life? I want I want to hear Heather's. Uh, uh, Do you like it? Are you having a good time? Well, that's a very complicated question. Um, so, so actually, a very small part of me does like it because yeah. I like being busy and doing projects and getting crap around this house done. Uh-huh. I don't like things staring at me in the face, you know, like a room that hasn't been painted or something we need to fix, it just, it drives me nuts. So I like it in the sense that it's given us a little extra time to take care of some of those projects and things that we need to do. On the flip side, uh, there's a good six hours out of the day that we all want to just murder each other. And surprisingly, Josh and I are are getting along just fine. It's us against the kids. It's us and them. And so that's that's the challenging part. Um, thank God they at least have each other, you know, we don't have just one, so they can play with each other most of the time, which is good, but it's been rough. (laughs) So how's Wyatt doing? So Wyatt's at that age where he's kind of, you know, trying to learn and, you know, figure out what's going on. What are you guys doing with him? Like how, how's he, I know the karate class, is that going okay? Is that, how's he doing? No. It's hard. I, I really think, and I think Heather would agree that um, why, why, and I it's think a lot, well. a lot of six-year-olds are probably the same thing. Like, yeah, yeah. he's he's kind of struggling a bit, and I I I mean that I don't I don't he's not struggling. Like he, he's very smart. And he he knows the material, especially when it comes to the schoolwork and things. But like, just to get him to sit in front, especially after we fight so hard and tell him you can't be in front of screens all day, you can't watch TV, you can't be on your tablet, you can't do this. And now we're like, okay, sit on this this computer here and do these these projects and do these Watch these the different things. And... It's it's really hard. And um and the, the hardest part for me personally as a dad is with the uh with his um his taekwondo uh, his karate classes. Um he was like so into it for uh you know for the first uh, couple of months when we signed him up and he was doing so good. Mm-hmm. And not that he's lost interest, but he's having a hard time following his instructors on a laptop um and so it's he has he actually has a belt test next week that we have, we have to actually we have to record him doing the moves and then submit them for the belt test um but keeping his attention 
I mean, he, he's he's a six-year-old boy, man. Like, his attention is already, like, insane as it is. Like, you can't, so. Yeah, you got about one minute with him, and he's off in la-la land. Um, we're, we're, we're pretty sure he, he really does have ADHD. So you throw that into the mix, yeah. and it makes it very hard to keep his attention because there's all these distractions. You know, when we have homework time, we have to separate the two kids. We have to lock the cat in the other room. We have to take his toys away. Otherwise, he's literally, like, all over the place we're like okay watch this five minute video and then there's an assignment at the end he gets 30 seconds in and he's like whoa there's the cat whoa there's the squirrel you know so it's literally the look a squirrel situation keeping keeping him yeah. focused is like super challenging and it's the same during taekwondo but you know when, when so i it's, it's hard when you're remote and it's yeah. not just and i i we're not it's not just why like when you yeah. know when i uh when we have meetings with my my colleagues at work in my department and we all are, you know, we're doing our Zoom thing and we're Zooming, dude, and we're like, yeah, you know, doing this thing. There you go. And we're like, uh, we're chit-chatting, like, oh, how are the kids? And like everyone, they're all in the same boat. Um, yeah. So it's 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 hard. Like it's, um, and I, my, my, my heart actually really goes out to the teachers. Like this must be, <laughs> I don't know how, this must be so hard for them because like, I was reading this article the other day, and I forget what site it was on, but it was like there's there's there are all these plans for like hurricanes, natural disasters, and snow days. And there's even like terrorist like plans if there's like a shooting and like uh, there's all these plans, but there's there's not a plan for this. And so like they're all having to kind of fly through their pants and make up their their they're closed now for the rest of the year. Like there's there's no plan for being closed for the rest of the school year. No. And so they haven't to figure this out. So. I want to. I definitely got to give a shout out to Seminole County Public Schools. Like they're doing the best they can, um, and it's overall been been pretty good. Um, like we haven't had any issues, like any tech issues. But um, I think my biggest complaint is that they need to give. I wish he had more to do because he his assignments he brings he gets them done in like an hour. Well, a lot of it is like watch this five minute video. Okay, now watch this five minute video. Now you know, and, this, and I. I think they're doing the best they can. Exactly. So given the circumstances. Yeah. But it's not like I hope to God this isn't what they were doing in the classroom. Yeah. It's, it, it's not obviously there was, it was yeah. more temperature, but um, it's also hard because I think I think the intention is for the parent at home to also be assisting the, the student with the activities and doing things. But it's hard when both of us work full time and both of us yeah. are still like we're not we're very lucky. Not kind of, we're not furloughed. We're not. Like we're we're both very busy. Like she is slammed, I'm slammed, and so we're all day. We're on calls and we're 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 busy, which which is good. Um. Oh, I also have a three year old to mix to toss in the mix, and so <laughs> I'm not complaining, but it makes it. I feel like our situation is a little. It's a little tough, man. So we're every every day. I say I'm not gonna drink tonight, <laughs> and then by three o'clock, I'm like I'm fucking drinking is, tonight. Is it too early? <laughs> so. Here, so. That's all right. I think my boss is pretty much like drunk off white claws 90% of the time. Days, so it's okay. We'll edit that out you? later. You know, I want to ask, how, how are you handling it? I know it's, um, I know that uh, your lovely wife is now at home uh, full time, yeah. which you're, you're usually at home by yourself full time. Yeah. So how are you adjusting to having some company at home all the time now? Are you getting work done or are, are you distracted? Like how's that going? Uh, it's a bit of both. Yeah, I'm still pretty productive, I think. So I got my own little room up here so this is actually i, I know folks listening can't see this but this is our future nursery where i'm in now we're gonna set it up to to match that but we're, we're doing good so i i typically uh am upstairs kind of in the in the side room and she's downstairs doing her thing 
it's good. Yeah, it's been interesting to have both of us at the house all day, every day. Um, and she, so, and, you know, she, her being pregnant, like if there's grocery shopping to be done or whatever, like I do all that kind of stuff because I don't want her, um, we were lucky enough for her to, to get some time off of work. Um, so I don't want her going out to, to anywhere basically at this point, but she's dying to go out and about, right? She wants to go <laughs> do this and that and run errands. So, so like today we took the dogs on a walk and whatnot. Um, but I, I think it's probably harder for her because she just wants to get out of the house. She's used to being out of the house um, every day. So it, it's been good. We've adjusted quickly. Uh, we get to spend the mornings together and whatnot. It's been fun, man. Like It's been weird, just uh, both of us being here. But I think it's overall, it's been it's been really, really good. Plus, I like I like being home. I hope everybody's safe out there and whatnot. But. I'll stay at home for the rest of the year if they want me to. So it's been good. For <laughs> I agree. Send the kids to daycare and I'll oh. stay here. I get yeah, so much yeah, stuff yeah. done around the house throughout the day. They just yeah. need to like go somewhere else for a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We actually, we have banged out like a lot of, uh, of projects. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny how, like how much you can accomplish when you have, you don't have to drive to work. You don't have to do this. You don't have to yeah. even like we've talked about this. Josh is like the the oldest, like saltiest people at my job. Now that we've been what five weeks work at home, they're all coming around like, uh, I kind of like this. This is kind of nice. Like I'm getting this done, that done. So mm-hmm. I, this is a game changer potentially. Well, I think everyone and Heather said the same thing uh, with her work. I think people are starting to realize that that you can still be productive and in some cases more productive. Yeah. Like I can tell you right now, like at at, at my job, which is my and in my industry, it's been, it's been hit pretty hard with this, especially in Orlando with everything going on. Mm-hmm. Um, like we we do, every Friday we do a big recap where all the departments kind of list what they've been working on, and everyone has been like crazy product like we're, we're banging it out man like everybody is and so um it's we're not slowing down at all and in fact it's actually despite all the distractions at home and the kids and everything else like we're actually staying pretty damn busy and getting things done and i think that people are noticing that the higher ups there and the bosses the ceos whatever so it'll be interesting yeah. to see and you and i talk about this and i sent you a link today um from an article at npr and i, I forget who did the research uh, what university it was, but they they were talking about the, the productivity of uh, folks that are working at home, and they were saying, yeah, 34% of Americans can fully do their job at home, and to yeah. me that felt yeah. low. I'm like I feel like it's, it's, it's got to be more than that. It has to be way more than that, in my opinion. 34%. Dude, I think so, can do that. So my company, what's today? Saturday? I think yesterday, maybe Thursday. Our CEO. So there's what 35,000 people at the company I work at. Uh, and the CEO sent out an email yesterday or Thursday. And he, first of all, I was pumped because they he extended our uh, mandatory work from home, uh, at least through the 31st. So I was pumped about that. Um, but then 35,000 people in the company, 98% of the company is working from home right now. And he said, so we do all these like internal surveys and all this kind of stuff. And he said, employee engagement is higher than it's ever been because people are working from home. They have more time. They're more willing to just chat, get involved, talk. You know, they're not walking in between meetings. 35,000 people, 
98% of them working from home, highest employee engagement ever, basically. So like, this is proof of concept that this, maybe, maybe this is what we should do from now on, right? Well, just, just the other day, I mean, even uh, with my company, we did like a, they do these little colleague connect things on Zoom and, and we were doing a, like a, a virtual bingo. Yeah. And it was, it was kind of, it was, it was cool. It was fun. Yeah. And so everyone's yeah. like, Oh, and, you, know, you change your background and you do silly things. And I know it's like, mm-hmm. it's dumb or whatever, but like, it's uh it, it's like, it really gets everyone uh, like you're saying, it, it gets everyone is just, is just happier. Uh, but not to mention, I know that you, Heather and I were, were just talking about the struggle with being at home with the kids, but it's actually, we have had so much, I, I've spent more time with my, my kids now than, than I have ever, like in, in, yeah. in their existence, since they were infants, since they were babies. And so, hear that? Hear the frog? You hear that? Yeah. <laughs> He's back. <laughs> <laughs> he was jealous. And so, um, that's also, actually, I know we joke about the stress, but it actually adds to our happiness at the same time. Like, yeah. it, it's it's cool, yeah. like, you know, we're, 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 on the, we're, we're seeing so much of the boys and, and we're learning so much about them and their personalities, like things we didn't see. Um, like, like uh, Dexter, our three-year-old, like, I never knew this, but like during the daytime, when he when he when he poops his diaper, he runs and hides. I never knew that never happened. I never saw he never did it before. I've never seen that before. That comes with some, but that also comes with age when they're transitioning into potty training. But, but anyway, he'll hide and so like okay, he's got to poop in his diaper. So no, I can't wait for Dexter to listen to this in ten years. He's gonna be pissed. Well, <laughs> don't worry. It's okay. But like like little things like it's just funny like like little tiny things like that not that, that that's a cool thing or anything or something like for no no so just it's little it's little parts of personality that you're like I never knew I never knew he did that like I never, yeah. never it's little things like you get to see your children progressing like again with Dexter because well, he's at yeah. a very pivotal age three when once they turn three so much changes and they really really start speeding up with how they're learning how they're developing communication um just in the last like month or whatever month and a half that we've been home with them you can see such a big difference from where he was with his speech and where he is now and we would have missed all of that because during the work week typically we get maybe an hour with them in the morning and that includes time they're eating and brushing teeth so we're not talking we're not really engaged and then maybe an hour and a half at night and that's it. That's all you get with your kids. And so it's been really nice to really learn um, a lot more about them and, and get that time where they grow up in front of you that you would have missed otherwise. So does this, as, as parents, uh, does this situation as unfortunate as it is, like make you rethink on how we should be living life? Do you guys, I don't want to say, do you want to keep that up? because you obviously do, but like, does it, does it make you rethink on how, how we should be living, what we should be doing, how we're doing things? You want more time with your kids. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and that's always been like a big complaint of mine really is that, yeah, you know, I, I don't want to be a stay at home mom. We really need, you know, it, it, we really want to have two incomes so we can give the boys the things we want and give them a, you know, certain lifestyle. But at the same time, I've always complained that I want to be the room mom and I want to be the mom that picks them up from school and they don't go to daycare and, you know, things like that. And so, yeah, absolutely. It, it makes you kind of rethink how we're doing things and, you know, it's maybe we need to fight harder to find a a better way. 
Yeah, do you think that'll happen? Like, I, I feel like we're even, like, I feel like this is going to be kind of the, the new norm, right? I know that's a, a, a catch term or a cliche at this point, the new norm, but I think the work from home, I think people are starting to enjoy it, like it. This mm-hmm. this could be how how it goes from now on, right? I don't know. Well, well yeah, I, I agree. I think, uh, you know, one thing, and, you know, I, we just discussed this before, but, like, when it, when it comes to like the the American culture, especially the American work uh, work culture, um, you know, it's it's a very um, well, it's a very work driven, you know, you, you know, especially yeah. as as the if you want to be like you know, the man of the the family, yeah, head, you know, yeah. provider, you know, you want to like work hard and you want to you know you, you think of the the house, the white picket fence, and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and so um, it's it's kind of you know, now it's, 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 you're really kind of reevaluating and seeing that like, you know, yes, the hard work is great, but also like having the flexibility to kind of like do the work and then have the time to be with your family and do things like that's how, I mean, we'll, we'll be working and then at like 1030, like, okay, let's go for a bike ride. And so like, we'll take the kids for a bike ride, like in the middle of the work day. And so to be able to do that is really cool and really satisfying. Um, And so it's, it's, but you know, again, it kind of goes against uh, the original concept of like work, 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 get the work yeah. done, you know, yeah. work and provide. And so um, I think hopefully on the other side of this, it, that, that'll be like a, a you know, we can all be better because of that, you know? Yeah. It, it's okay. like proof that those things can go hand in hand, right? You can do both at the same time. Right. Maybe, so. yeah. yeah. I think we've all proved our point. Exist. Um, right. right. That, that we can have a little bit more balance and still be performing at work. Yeah. You know? Agreed. Yeah, I, I think this is with all the negatives, I, I think there's going to be a lot of positives that come out of it. I, we'll see. I, I, hopefully it ends soon just because it's, it is nice to go out and have a nice uh, dinner with your wife or whatever, uh, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, the the. I guess the overall arching theme, like you can work from home, you can be remote, you don't have to make that 45 minute drive every morning and every afternoon. I think that's uh, going to change uh, for the better. I don't know. We'll see, but I think it will. Yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be, be, be a good thing down the road, you know? Yeah. All right, Josh, what do you, what do you want to, what do you want to get into here? Let's, let's, let's discuss something we got. So I'm going to go, I'm just going to read through our topic list. We got the, oh, okay, you got it up. Uh, all right. About the coronavirus thing. NFL draft, Heather, you're probably not interested. Heather, do you even know who the Broncos yeah. draft no. at all? No, yeah. you watched the first night with me. We watched okay. it out here. I I was out here and I was shopping on my laptop. Oh, you're watching. <laughs> I wasn't watching it. I and was shopping on Target. You're watching, and 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 she turns to me. This is what you, she she goes. Well, they're doing the best they can. That's it. Yeah. That's what oh, okay. she said. Well, hey, okay. <laughs> So that's good. Let's get into that. Let's get into that. How, it so, was a little messy, but a little messy. It, but they did. You know what? I could not have done a better job. They did mm-hmm. a very good job as far as production went, and everybody being remote. Yeah. <laughs> there I, were some I, funny I, I was impressed. So they did the best they could. So Heather, have you watched an NFL draft in the past at all? No. Have you ever watched a draft? I mean, like a minute here or there when I yeah. walk in the room, and I'm like, oh, this is what you're watching. All right, I'm out. Okay, but but, that, but you but but. You were surprised and impressed how well it went, yeah. Well, I think they, 
There were some moments that were a little funny, but I think they did a pretty good job. Well, I think your thing was like there were definitely a handful of times that it would like cut back to Goodell and he would be, he was he was like not ready for you know yeah, like little yeah, things like that yeah. and, and you're almost like <laughs> you're kind of snickering. A party was like you know your your ESPN you should have this pretty tight right now, but it, you know everyone you're you're also not used to having a camera crew in your basement you know yeah. like it's in everyone's house. And so, I, so yeah, I, I get it, but there are definitely. Plus, a few Goodell's a robot. Right. What's yeah. that? Goodell's a robot. That guy has no personality whatsoever. <laughs> he does. He's been getting <laughs> on my Twitter feed. He's just getting roasted on Twitter. He's getting killed, man. <laughs> I, I thought he did the best. What do you think about the? So okay, so this, here's a question. So they, you know how usually live drafts, he gets booed anytime Goodell or any commissioner comes in, they get booed. Oh, um, so they didn't want to leave that out. So they piped in fake booze for the first couple picks. And I think I, I think it was sponsored <laughs> by Bud Light. But but they took that money that Bud Light gave them and they like donated it to, I don't know, coronavirus thing or whatever they did. So I thought it was really cool that he was willing to pipe in these fake booze into his own basement. So like that was fun. But man, that guy's a robot. He's definitely a robot. But I mean, I, I guess when you're that powerful and like, yeah. oh, it's like you, you're going to get some booze, like, yeah, whatever, I don't care. Yeah, he didn't care. Yeah, yeah. But that I was thought it good. was good. I thought it was good, yeah. I was did, happy. Did, I think uh, 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 I was happy with the just the overall presence. Of, obviously, you and I are, you know, we're Florida Gators, shout out. And so mm-hmm. I think uh, the overall presence of the Gators, um, a lot of great uh, for, now former Gators are now uh-huh. uh, going to the pros. And so I was happy with the representation. Uh, once again, uh, I, I just saw a tweet that the SEC once again has led the draft with the most, uh, the most, uh, you know, players, of course, naturally. And so, uh, yeah, it was, it was overall fun. Yeah. What's yeah. That? I thought it was good. You know, the funniest thing to me was all these, these rankings. So it was cool to like see coaches and GMs in their houses with their kids. Yeah. It was kind of cool to see. Uh, some personality come through, but it, it, the funniest thing to me was uh, all these like rankings are coming out where like which coach had the best house, you know, and stuff like that. And, Seriously? Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of cool to see. I thought, and this isn't a hot take because people have been saying it, but like this was the best draft that I've watched. It was cool to see personality. It was cool to see interaction with family, kids, where people live. I thought it was cool. I, Obviously, like if things go back to normal, they're probably not going to do this again. But I wish they would. Going back to our previous point, just like there are positives in it. I thought it was cool, man. I thought it was the best draft that I've that I've seen. It was entertaining. It's always cool. Like, I mean, I, I know that Heather loves this, but anytime you can see into like their houses and see how they yeah. like, I, I know that you're analyzing like how they decorate. Like, I'm what's, super nosy. What's on the wall? Yeah. How they, and it's funny because like sometimes you'll see someone that's like that's very powerful and very rich, very famous. And like the house looks like shit. And you're like, Oh my God, like who yeah. decorates? That? How can you decorate yeah. like that? You know, you're whoever you are. Yeah. And so it's always interesting to, to see that. And so, um, you know, if you saw a lot of different varieties of people, um, you know, whether they're in their living room, the basement or whatever. And so yeah. it's, uh, it's been, uh, it's a, a, a very new, seeing a new, new part of some of these, these coaches and, and some of these, uh, these people. So I like that. Yeah, I like that. It was good. Yeah. It was good. It was good. Do you think just a quick, a quick one, one more thing in the draft, and then we'll move on. My my biggest gripe in the draft is that the the picks take too long. They take too much time for picks. Yes. 
<laughs> like, especially when it says the pick is in and you still have to wait like five minutes for that. Like, just, just, okay, who is it? Say it. Like, let's go. Come on. Let's just let's bang it out, right? But that's the same way it is in football, period. They're just getting them ready for football that takes freaking forever. <laughs> It'd be a 30-minute game if they just cut all the crap out and let them play. No commercials, no commentary, no nothing. Just play. Just play. Go play. It'd be 30 I'm, minutes. So I'm on board maybe on a different level with Heather on this one. Football, people say baseball slow, which, okay, yeah. it is. Football is, is slow. There is yeah. You run a five-second play, and then you take a minute off every play. There's more game – we've talked about – there's more game action in baseball than there is in football, which is ridiculous to think about, but it, it's true. Work the stats mm -hmm. up. There's more game action in baseball than football. Let's go. Football needs to step it up, move it along. I agree. Draft picks, it should be – first of all, you should – if you're a good GM, you should already know who you're picking. Exactly. And you should have contingency plans for any scenario that pops up in front of you. If you're you're getting paid a lot of money, I would do anything to be a GM in professional sports. You give me that opportunity, I can make a pick in one minute. They should cut that down, man, to like two, three minutes maybe. I don't know what it is in the first round, five minutes. Um, too long. Yeah, the picks are in thing. Get rid of it. Two minutes. Let's go. Let's go. I mean, the first, the very first pick, you know, when the Bengals pick Joe Burrow, like, Okay. Just say it. Like they took, they took the yeah. whole time to say that. Like yeah. you know who you're picking. Just pick it. Yeah. Just, you go. know he knows. Let's go. Just come on. So yeah. that's the only thing. But I know that obviously yeah, advertisers and you wanna, um, yeah. you know it, it was pretty cool. Like you know like you said, um, I, I know I'm kind of backtracking now, but like seeing all the players in their houses and stuff. Except it was very strange. I actually was watching it tonight as I was cooking dinner as it got to the end of the draft, uh -huh. and they were like. They were doing a backtrack, like the they were like, well, we want to thank uh, X player and Y player and Z player we, for letting us in their homes. They didn't get drafted, but you know, good luck in the future. Like they were doing a thing, like, hey, <laughs> thanks for letting us be in your home, even though you didn't get drafted. So they're almost doing, they were like doing like this apology type gimmick where they were. <laughs> They list the names coming down the screen. We apologize to the following so like players. Yeah, like that would kind of suck though if like, if your house is full of people and camera people and then you don't get drafted. And they're like, ah, yeah. oh, I picked this guy. But it's also fun to see like when you're seeing the, the there there are definitely some drafts where they're they, they got to play then you got, like the uncles in the corner with the sunglasses on like trying to yeah. act all hard. <laughs> Like, okay, Uncle Steve, we get it. Yeah, you're cool, whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just this the whole. Thing. It was it was a whole new part of it. But yeah, it's it's definitely different than seeing them like at you know at you know whatever. The, yeah, yeah, walking the up on stage. they go in New York yeah. for the the, yeah. the arena, or whatever. So, um, it was uh, oh, but but you have to admit it was just nice to see some kind of sporting event, like just something that was live and exciting. Mm -hmm. I mean, to not have sports for over a month has been like. The the, another reason I think the draft is cool is because if you're a fan of like a professional team and the college team, you're seeing it from both. So mm -hmm. I was keeping up with the Dolphins and the Gators. So it was cool to like, I want to see where the Gators are going, but I also want to see where the Dolphins are drafting. So it was cool to see it. Like, I don't know. It brings in a huge fan base, huge fan base. So the draft is cool, man. I liked it. And yeah, any sports we can get at this point, we'll take it. Well, you had a good, I mean, on your, let's give a quick <clears throat> plug to your, um, your other podcast, Neutral Site oh. Podcast. That's yep. you and the homie Glenn. You guys right. have your, uh, shout out Glenn, what's up? Have a, a college football uh, 
focused podcast. You had a great uh, uh, poll a couple weeks ago where you're like, is it more exciting to see where your college player, where your favorite, uh, you know, players from your team, the, the players from, from your college team to see where they go, yeah. or is it more exciting to see how your pro team does? And I think, especially, I don't know, like it's different here. Obviously, when you when you're an SEC fan like we are, when football is different here in, in the South. Yep. Like yeah. for me, it's I'm way more. I mean, I was I'm a Broncos fan. Which Tyree Cleveland went to the Broncos. I'm at all that. I'll go and text you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like to me, it's cooler when I see the Gators get drafted. I get mm-hmm. so excited, man. Like cause yeah. we, we watch these guys. We watch their entire career. And then when you see him go pro, it is, it's so cool, man. Like, um, it is. It is really cool, man. So it's 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 exciting. So to me, as a college football guy, um, it's I seeing my seeing seeing those kids and to think like, man, again, they're they're, they're like 21, 22 years old. They're kids, man. Now they're in the NFL. They're they're in the NFL now. Like, it's pretty it's pretty badass, man. It's pretty cool. It is it is cool. I'm the same way. I look more for so I'm a Dolphins fan uh too I was happy with the Tua pick but yeah I, I you know I care more about where the Gators go first good for those those guys like you said we've been following them their whole uh career where they grew up but at this you know it's also good for the Gators so like the more Gators get drafted the better it is for the future mm-hmm. of the program uh so yeah yeah it's it's weird as SEC fans um most of us at least like I think care more about their the college program than the pros dolphins like yeah i hope they win but i don't really care gators eh, <laughs> live and die you know what i mean so it's different like it's you know it's just funny like every typically once a year either i usually go either in october or december my wife and i will fly to denver to see her family mm-hmm. and obviously it's in the middle of college football season so whatever Saturday during our trip, I'm going somewhere to watch college football and it'll be on like, you know, like three TVs in the bar. Like it's just, it's just funny. Like no one cares about college football the way they do in the South, man. Like oh, it's yeah. just different down here, man. It's just, it's just different. Way, so different. It's, it's always, Way different. It's just always interesting to go somewhere else and, and watch a game. And it's like, how is this place not packed right now? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. You know, so it'll be, yeah. uh, I, was, I was proud of the Gators, man. Good, good, yeah, good yeah. showing, I think. Good showing. Yeah, they, they had some late picks in there. Good, yeah, good stuff. They did. So, yeah, they're they're only come up. They had two good years in a row, but more to come. Josh, let's skip subjects. I wanna. I don't, I don't know if Heather's coming back soon. She had yeah, to step she, out she for a minute, but so she's coming back. Yeah, I wanna. So let's step into the music realm, kind of entertainment slash music. So okay. Apple TV. Okay, you, you had a good point that they're. There's some free content maybe that you can uh, access at this point. But so the, the Beastie Boys documentary, I'm drawing a blank on the actual name. Is it just Beastie Boys or what? I think what it's is called, it, but, I, I'm sorry, I don't have it pull up right now, but I believe it's called yeah. Beastie Boys Story. Yeah, yeah. It, just, it is actually not part of the free content, I learned. No, yeah, of course. Of course not. <laughs> oh, well, um, I mean, actually. But, but well, I wanted to let's spend a few minutes here on the beastie boys. So you and I, um, <laughs> I are in our forties. Heather's in her late twenties. Yes. So I don't know if she's a beastie boys fans like we are, but we grew up, man, listening beastie boys man, was the stuff like when Paul's boutique came out, I was very, very young, like, you know, but we, especially where we came from, well aware of that culture, that lifestyle love, 
love the Beastie Boys. Are you planning on on watching this documentary? What have you heard about it? Are you excited about it? Yeah, I mean, I haven't. I mean, I I, I don't. I haven't like had a chance to dive much into like the uh, any interviews about the from the directors or anything about the content. Mm-hmm. I just understand it's Spike about Jones, their yeah. career. Spike, I obviously Spike Jones is Spike Jones, and so everyone knows who he is. And, and I and so um from what I've heard, it's a very well done documentary. Um, they have to be one of the most prolific artists in in our, especially us being uh, uh, in our early 40s, very young 40s, that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I can't I mean think of all the barriers they broke. They came up. They were very early. I mean, I mean, well, they were early hip hop pioneers, but they were uh, three white kids from Bro- uh, Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And so um, and, and they, they actually were they were in a punk rock band before they became uh, hip hoppers. Yeah. And so when you think of like, again, just just the barriers that, that they crushed. And so um, it's just, it's just cool. I, I really wish that they were all still together. Obviously, MCA passed away a handful of years ago from cancer. Um, I, 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 I actually thought you were going to get into the story about the tickets that we had. We will. We a, will. A very yeah. important show. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. OK. I'll, I'll... Heather, are you a, a Beastie Boys fan or? I am. So so I'm a little bit younger than you guys being in my late 20s and all. Um, so I, I did not pick up where Paul's Boutique came out. Um, but when I was younger, uh, I started listening with Ill Communication and kind of went from there on. That was um, kind of the album that came out when I was at that age, you know, starting to venture off into different music. And I never did get to see them live. I wanted to, but... Yeah. Never, never made it to a show. Um, <laughs> well, that's a that's a perfect segue. So I, we might have mentioned this in the past, but Josh and I had tickets to see the Beastie Boys. I, I believe the show was, in, was supposed to be in Tampa, right, Josh? But who are they playing with at that show? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So Beastie Boys might at that point in time. I don't remember what year this was, but they might not even have been the headliner. Uh, for the the show because they were touring with Rage Against the Machine, so it was Beastie, yeah, it was Beastie Boys and Rage Against the Machine. Josh and I bought tickets. I think the tickets were like seventy bucks, which back then was like a all lot. the money we had. We had. Yeah. yeah, so we <laughs> like bought these paycheck. tickets, and uh, I, I don't. I, again, I think the show was supposed to be in Tampa, in a, like a month out from the show. Mike D, yeah, uh, was riding his bike up in New York City, and he uh, something happened. I don't, I don't remember the details, but he fell off his bike, and he, what did he do? Break his leg or separate his shoulder or something? Like that? No. Broke his leg, uh, and they canceled only like three shows. They're like, oh, he's got to recover a little bit. They canceled a, a few shows, and one of them was the the show that we had tickets to. Uh, so we didn't get, but they're like, all right, we'll give you rain checks. We're, we're like, okay, we'll go see Rage and Beasties, uh, Beastie Boys soon. And then a few weeks, maybe a couple months later, Rage breaks up. Yes. Uh, so we not only missed out on seeing the Beastie Boys, but we also missed out on seeing Rage. Uh, and probably that's probably not uh, going to happen again. So it, double, double whammy there. That's a, that's a bad one. Can you believe that we were this close to seeing Beasties and Rage on the same effing night? Can you imagine that? I can't even imagine that. 
This had to be like 2000 or 90. Yeah. It had to be the year 2000. I, I think I remember that tour. That I tried to get tickets to that. In the year 2000. I'm looking it up right now to see if they played with Rage in 99. So I think it was 99. They did a tour um, yeah. on, uh, I can't remember the name of that album, but um, on that album. And I tried to get tickets, but it sold out too quick. And they canceled, I think they canceled the Denver show too. But I remember oh. you and I were like, oh. we're like, Mike, you're rich. Why are you riding a bike for you, asshole? Like, come on. Take a limo like all the other rich guys. Jesus Christ. Heather, if you could see one of those uh, bands, who would you see? Beastie Boys or Rage? Oh. You only get one. I, I uh, probably probably Beastie Boys because I really? think it'd be more fun. Really? I think Rage Against the Machine would be, would be, well, more fun in the sense that, like, more rage is would be an awesome and fun band to see but their stuff their content is more serious bc boys is a lot more lighthearted, yeah, you know fair. um so fun in that sense like yeah. if i went to a rage show i'd probably get super drunk and <laughs> like scream with my fist in the air at all the songs but bc yeah. boys i'd just be like also probably super drunk but having a good time <laughs> and laughing and like dancing around yeah, oh, that's fair. Josh, Josh, what, what would you choose? I think I know, but uh, for me, honestly, it, it would be the Beasties, I think, because they oh. are such a. It would be the Beasties because, um, I mean, obviously, Rage has a huge place in my heart as well. But the Beasties, I mean, when I was a kid, I mean, yeah. that the album, I mean, I I was on Beasties License to Ill. Mm-hmm. I I think I was ten years old. When came, yeah, out. came out a long time ago. Yeah. And I remember, uh, my, my mom's probably gonna watch this, uh, but. She bought, me, she bought me a shout out to mom. She uh, bought me, uh, I got it for Christmas, uh, a VHS tape of the Beastie Boys videos. <laughs> it was like, you know, fight for your right. It was like to Brooklyn and all stuff. But also all these like this behind the scenes uh, of them like touring and stuff. And uh-huh. some like partying and drinking and strippers and stuff. <laughs> and I'm like 10. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> these guys are awesome. These guys are amazing. Yeah. And like, it's she had there's no way she knew it was on that tape and i wish i, I don't know what that I, I don't have anymore but it was yeah. an, old, an old vhs tape which uh for some people listening probably have no clue what the hell it even is <laughs> but um but they were just such a big part of my um my upbringing like i always tell like i, I tell some friends at work like you know, we talk music and i was like you know it's, it's funny like i was i was uh before i know now i'm like a metal guy but i was i was actually a hip-hop guy way before i got into metal yeah. It's funny, like Beastie Boys are kind of transition because they were like, they were like, yeah, they, especially with communication, they they got, you know, they were doing some rock and mm-hmm. and some of the hip hop, and so um, I just, you know, plus again, they were like, at the time, there wasn't a lot of white kids doing rap when they came sure. out, you know, like like none yeah. actually. So uh, yeah. <laughs> again, trendsetters and uh, and amazing and so like, and their music has has stood the test of time. Like we we play, we're out here by the pool, where the kids will play the music in the background, and like twenty. 25 years later, it's still so amazing. Like yeah. this test time has, has worked. It's aged very well, you know? So I'm going to, I'm going to continue down this path. We're at 46 minutes. So if you guys need to go, let me know, but I'm going to keep, I'm just going to keep I asking questions. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to keep asking questions. Heather, this, this one's for you. So talk about music and whatnot. Josh mentioned getting that VHS for the BCC boys. Do you remember Heather, what was your first, uh, like tape or cassette or CD. Do you remember the first P 
piece of music yeah. that you went and bought yourself. Do you remember what that oh, was? No. Mode. no. Oh, okay. So I, uh, I don't know if I remember the first one I bought myself. The first yeah. cassette tape I ever received was Michael Jackson's Thriller. Oh, okay. The first oh, CD I ever received was Salt and Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what the album nice. name was. Did, uh, did not see that coming. Uh, yeah. Did not see that coming. I really have no idea the first one I I bought. I mean, it yeah. was probably like Green Day or yeah. Offspring or something yeah. like that. I mean, I didn't start buying stuff for myself till I was probably like 14. So yeah. anything prior to that. Salt and Pepper. Was, was salt, no, it was I was like 11. So I'm here. That's good. Probably not appropriate songs for me to know at 11, but. Oh, dude. Uh, uh, I'm yeah, different different time, y'all. Different time. Josh, Josh, what was yours? I think we talked about this before, but my I can't remember. My tape uh-huh. was uh, Run DMC, Raising Hell. Uh-huh. And my, uh-huh. my mom bought it for me because she was a badass. Yeah. Again, shout out. But that, you know, Raising Hell was my number two. My first cassette was ACDC Fly on the Wall. Ooh, I'll never wow. forget buying that. I don't know why. I don't know why that was my first one. But but it's a, that was like a, a, I guess, premonition of like ACDC was my first cassette, Run DMC, number two. And then when we were kind of teenagers, that like rock rap mix kind of yeah. came into, mm-hmm. you know, came into fruition. So maybe that was a, a sign, but. Yeah, it's funny. That's, that's what I tell uh, my buddies at work when they ask about like my my music. Like uh, when I was younger, I was like, especially now, um, I'm into more classic stuff now, like like, cla- like classic rock. And I'm into I, I enjoy everything. But like I, so when I was a kid, like if it wasn't like heavy metal or old school hip hop, I didn't care about it. Like yeah. you know, it had to be either like Dr. Dre or Pantera. If it wasn't that, I was like, it sucks. Was yeah. eh, lame. So, yeah. so Heather, who is your all-time favorite band or musical act, if you had to pick one? Rise Against. Really? I was say that. Because, yeah. and I like it because they're political, like Rage. Mm-hmm. Um, but they make a lot of, like, I, I love Rage Against the Machine, but their their songs are all very serious and yeah. negative and. Um, but Rise Against does a lot of, well, a lot of their songs are political and serious and have a very good message and meaning, but they have some songs that are they're slightly fun, politically charged, a little <laughs> more lighthearted, but I think that Tim McIlrath, who is the lead guitar player and the singer, and he writes their lyrics, he just has a way with words. He's, I don't even know how to say it. He's. He's an artiste. He 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 is an artist, and yeah. and I I just think that the the stuff that he puts I together on paper is amazing. No, not from 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 like a fan to an artist standpoint. I I just think that he writes well, amazing music. And also on a side note, we we've actually been very lucky in a former life of ours when we worked in radio. We actually met them a handful of times, and they were like they were super cool. He's like a, they're like awesome guys. Like they're super cool, chill guys. Like. I, I picture like if we met like Zach De La Rocha from Rage. Oh god. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know if he'd be cool or he'd be like probably not, too yeah. cool for the room. Like 
Uh, I don't know. Is it? Who? And plus, I don't know if is it Rocha or Roca. I don't know how you say his last name. I don't know. Well, that disqualifies him. Just so I'm, I'm already not that cool. Like that. No, Zach. I, I've heard it both ways. But the guys in uh, Rise Against are uh, mad cool. Like we. Yeah. So who? So okay. So you all have been. You you guys have met a lot of uh, talent in the music area. Who who's your favorite person you've met in the music area? Oh, I don't mind. You go ahead. First. Tim McAura. Okay. I actually, I've gotten this question before about my radio days and who was the coolest rock star you met ever. Celery. Did I say celery? Celebrity. It's not like celery. I'm slurring. Celebrity. Corey Taylor from Slipknot, Stone Sour. Without question, the coolest, like whatever rock star type that I've ever had the pleasure of interacting with. Just someone who really he loves his fans. A very genuine guy. Um, I was very lucky to work with him a few times on a few different uh, promotions and things, and uh, he's just a, an awesome dude. Like a, tr- a genuine, uh, awesome, just behind-the-scenes guy. Like just being with him, we had a few. He played a few of our shows at my old uh, at my old job, and he, just being with him behind the scenes and hearing him talk about his fans and everything. Like he is, he just loves his fans and he loves what he does, and uh, he's just a, a very genuine, good dude, and he is by far the coolest guy I've ever met in, in the rock world, like, without question, so. That's cool, That and that's good to hear, because, man, they're so, like, hardcore, it's still not quickly, but, like, I, um, yeah, go ahead. Well, I remember when we, we, you and I went to see them at the House of Blues, like, when they yeah. first came up, it may have been, I forget what show, it may have been Slipknot when, Slipknot, when, when this is when Slipknot was like first becoming like mm. kind of had buzz going from I think they were opening for uh, Cold Chamber I, I forget wow. if, I don't remember I know Cold Chamber but I remember oh, forget about that. I remember he was like first off he was like he, he had a, a magazine uh, I forget, and it was uh, David Silvera the drummer of Corn, and he was like oh, modeling wow. these jeans and he was like fuck this motherfucker <laughs> and then he was like tell, and he, when it, he was like he was telling people in the crowd he was like if you don't jump to this he's like i'll come down there and i'll fucking kill you <laughs> he was so intense and we're like wow. dude but it's i mean it's, it's all part of like yeah, you know, their, yeah, yeah. their presence but i just remember i remember the first time i got to meet him i was like yeah. he uh he was we we're doing a thing with he was with his band stone uh, stone sour at the yeah. venue we were at and i was like we had to do this like meet and greet thing, and I was like, ah, is he gonna be? I don't know. I was nervous. I was like, he's probably gonna be a fucking oh, asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was so nice, and he was so he was like super cool. Uh, but just it's just so funny. Like you think of, of his on stage persona that, that that we saw, and you know, I'm gonna come down there and kill all of you if you don't jump to the song. I'm like, dang. Let's. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask one more music question, uh, and and you guys can go in any order you'd like. Who's your favorite? live heather you can't say rise against for this one who's your favorite live act live band what's the best show not the best show but just who's your favorite live act deftones ah yeah deftones okay we that's one thing we agree on that for sure we we both went well back in the day we used to do all the shows together um but there was this one deftone show at house of blues that was just like everything was perfect Everything was perfect. The set was perfect. All the songs they played were like amazing songs. The crowd was perfect. The the mood, the ambiance, like it was just the most amazing live show. Mm-hmm. A, a true fan 
could have ever seen of theirs. And it was just so incredible. I don't know. Josh, you want to tell your, you want to tell the warps, warp tour? Uh, <laughs> I was with that warp tour, but in Denver, when Deftones. This was, it was, were they, was that in Coco? Was it, was that, like, I don't even remember. Yeah. Because like yeah, yeah. right? there was one year where Warp Tour played in Cocoa Beach and it was, and 311 was headlining. Mm. And I think Deftones played like some like random mm-hmm. side stage. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was in Cocoa. Anyway, so the, the <laughs> we're getting ready for Deftones. And I forget who's on the main stage. And we're like prep for Deftones. This is when they were touring on Around the Fur. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, uh, we get, and, and, Houston and I, we get to like, we find the stage, we get to the front, and we're just like, we're starting to rock. <laughs> it's like, I don't know how, how best to explain this, but there's this, there's a, a, a mom. She's a mom. I want to say yeah. she, I don't want to say she's elderly, but she, there's a mom, and she's like walking around, and she, she looks, didn't she look kind of lost? Like, she's she, lost. She had a sack of she, like, shirts that she bought for her kids in her hand yes and she's kind of like walking around (laughs) poor mom and then the main stage band ends and the deftones kick in oh no and it starts with um my own summer yeah and the song kicks in and the crowd (laughs) at the thing goes like ballistic and she's in the middle and she's in the middle and all of a sudden this pit comes and then the the pit stops and she's gone she's gone (laughs) oh my god where did she go they ate her. <laughs> like, she, like, dissipated. It was bad. It was bad. It, it was it was pretty bad oh God, because you were, we were at the front. You and I were at the front, and front. we were just getting oh. smashed. I just remember that the yeah. crowd was insane because um again that was when the there was a big buzz for the Deftones at that time, mm. and it was like seriously, it was like two in the afternoon. It was yeah. like in the dead heat of summer. <laughs> yeah. Oh God! I hope yeah, that lady's still that. alive because it did not look good for her. It did, didn't look good. I don't think it did very well. But. Oh no, that poor woman. She had no idea what was coming. She had no idea. No idea. She was just kind of milling about at that point. Just like, and then... oh, just the Deftones. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was the 311 uh, year. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I was I I thought I was gonna get uh, trampled at that show. I remember the, the crowd fell on me and I was mm. and I got uh, that was that was terrifying. That was this very mm. scary crowd that day. <laughs> uh, credit to all the people that still go in the pit because I wouldn't do that anymore. We've done that a lot of times in our lives. I'm like, I I wouldn't do it anymore. It's, it's no scary. Way. No way. No. All right, guys. What, what, what do you want to talk about next? You want to, you well, want to keep going here? We're at 58 well, minutes. I was going to say that you and I saw 311 just a, I mean, what, a month and a half ago. Uh-huh. <laughs> that we could still get together and, and social gather, I guess. Yeah. yeah. We saw right it before. In, in New Orleans, and uh, we we were at the, the back. But actually, well, you know, we were kind of in the middle for a while. But like, we were. But, you know, 311 doesn't really have like a mosh pit, pit, pit going. Yeah. yeah, it was the crowd was like jumping having a good time. Yeah. But it wasn't very well. I'm saying when we saw the eleven at Warp Tour, it was like a cr- it oh. was insane. But, it was bananas. No, I was at that Warp Tour in Denver. I know what when you're talking about. It was nuts. It was like people was were just like going thing. crazy. Yeah. But the three eleven show in New Orleans, it was like it was very like we had a, we were we were halfway to the stage I think from the back. Like we had a pretty good spot in it, but people I mean people were jumping and dancing, but it was like it wasn't like. It wasn't scary. No, <laughs> no, not at all. I had a drink in my hand and it didn't spill. So that's, a good <laughs> that's my style these days. Like if I go to a show, that's what I want. I don't want any of this. 
like back in the day, man, we would go in these pits. Like, nah, 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 I'm not doing that anymore. Not, not, not doing the pits. Not doing the pits. No. So, um, here's a good question. Okay, on the, on the, the question of music, and we'll still have a drink left. Um, okay, okay. Now we're we're just get a little kind of out of the room here. What if you could uh, uh, see any artist alive or dead? What uh, what artist would you want to go see perform live? Oh gosh. Um, it's a great like, question. I've, I've known you for 20 plus years, and I don't I don't even know. I can't answer that for you. Like I, I should know that answer, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean the easy one is gonna say Rage, but I'm not gonna say it. I, I'm actually gonna say Stone Temple Pilots. I would love to go see them. I would. I wish Scott was still around. I loved them so much when I was in high school. I think they. And we could debate this if you want. I thought they were the best band to come out of that scene. I loved them so much. Um, I would like to go see Stone Temple Pilots. I, you know, the Beatles, obviously, but it, Gut Instinct, STP. That's a good one. That's a good one. I was very lucky to uh, to see them a few times. I actually met oh. Scott Wallen one one time, way early in my radio career. I met Scott Wallen, and he was a uh, oh he's a weird guy. Of course, <laughs> he, he was a weird guy. Which I'm sure is not surprise anybody. Yeah. So for me, it would be uh, the fully. If I could see anybody, it would be the the full lineup of a uh, Pantera. Yeah. Oh, that's a good. One. That's that's, a good I, one. I've, I've seen it's. I, 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 I'm sorry. I should rephrase that. I've seen each member of Pantera in different yeah. bands, but I've never seen them together as Pantera. <laughs> yeah. And that's like my favorite. Pantera is the band that got me into metal in the first place before I became a corn freak. Um, but uh, if I, I would love to have seen Pantera, like, oh, God, I wish I could have. I would just love to see that. Yeah. Uh, what you got, Heather? That's a hard one. Yeah. But but I'd probably have to say being a child of the '90s, um, as cliche as it may be, I I'd probably go with Nirvana because that's the band that got me into rock. That was kind of my stepping stone into the rock world. And and when I was a teenager, I loved Nirvana yeah. and was obsessed with Kurt Cobain. So I I love to see them. Did you see uh yeah Did you see yesterday uh, Post Malone? You know Post Malone, right? He did a yeah. Well, he he, he yeah. did a he did this like a, a a fundraiser and he did a Nirvana tribute and and he was singing and playing guitar and Travis Barker, like when he too was playing drums and it was actually it was really good it was actually pretty good like it's funny like Post Malone I don't I don't I don't really care much for his music but I I think he's a cool dude I think I, I like I think him as a dude I think he he's interesting and cool yeah I I don't know like he, he could his a song of his could come on. I couldn't tell you. I don't know any anything about him. But, yeah, that's cool that he's doing uh, those kind of things. When I saw it kind of, like, trending, I was like, eh, maybe it's he's not the guy. That's cool. Yeah, all right, cool. Yeah. Speaking of trending, so I saw something yesterday. So another music question. I'm going to give you two options. Beatles, Rolling Stones. Who are you choosing? <laughs> I've seen this. It's fun. It's yeah. funny because I don't. I mean, for for me, it has to be Beatles because I I don't really care for the Stones that much. No offense yeah. to the Stones, I'm just. I don't. I mean, it's gotta be Beatles, right? It's gotta be Beatles. Like, I'm gonna be the odd man out. I don't really oh. like the Beatles. Oh. I'm I'm sure at at their time, and I, I wasn't alive back then, so you know I don't know. But for that time, I I'm sure that it was 
very pivotal what they were doing and and monumental and and paved the way for rock. Sure. I don't like their music. Uh, I don't really like the Rolling Stones either, but I, I probably like the Rolling Stones better than the Beatles. <laughs> Dang. All right. What's the of the room? I think uh, this was like I, I I respect both artists uh-huh. uh, for what they've they've done, but um I, I don't like uh I, I I play I have an an old record player that I play one on I they actually have just kind of brought it back into rotation recently. Um and I uh, I actually have a few Beatles records that we kind of rotate uh now and then. Um and we, we did see remember a few years ago we went and saw we saw Paul McCartney at the Amway Center. Yeah, that was cool. And that was awesome. He was fantastic. But that was different. Was that cool. wasn't the Beatles, that was Paul McCartney. No, but but still it's like he's a part of like yeah. it's like like this guy like helped to like in, almost invent rock and roll in a way. Like it's it's really cool to see uh it, it was. the history of rock. It was. And he and he killed it. He was, we actually his music he played more... so long. we actually left because he was playing. He, it was so long. Like, was we should so probably long. we should probably go because like it's been two hours. I'm getting tired. Like we should go. But know, his so. music is more relevant to me than the Beatles because after you know they all kind of went their own separate ways and John Lennon you know um, that's kind of Paul McCartney did a lot of songs that I remember from when I was a kid and things like that. So it was it was more relevant. Than, than the Beatles music. I didn't have that growing up. Mm. Beatles. Beatles for you? All the way. I, I, so I'm in the same boat as far as like, I don't like the Rolling Stones really at all. Respect what they've done. I, <laughs> they got maybe two good songs. I don't know. Yeah. I'm going Beatles all day, every day. No question about it. Beatles, Stones. That's, that's like the age old like yeah. rock. Yeah. Well, Elvis, too. you could throw Elvis in there. Are you, do you guys like Elvis? I do. Uh, I'm, I don't know. Well, I don't great. like music of that era, to be yeah. honest. What's well, cool is uh when you have well you'll see when you when you when little Brooks comes along and you start watching Disney movies, <laughs> the classic Disney movie uh, Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> it's Lilo. Le- Lilo and it's Stitch. It's not Lilo. Well, okay. Yeah, who's Lilo? Lilo? And Stitch. Get out of here with that. I know. I don't know. Lilo and Stitch. My bad, Disney. Sorry. Um, they, uh, that movie is full of Elvis music, and so it's really mm-hmm. cool. Um, and uh, I mean, obviously Elvis was, you know, Elvis. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, Houston, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure you and I had a little Elvis playing in our Gainesville days. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, we did. Yeah, we uh, we've been known to listen to some Elvis cruising through uh, old Oxford Manor for sure. No I'm doubt about sure. it. Elvis. There was video of us playing all shook up, driving uh, through <laughs> Oxford Manor, Oxford Manor in Gainesville, like just like blaring very loudly. So of course, yeah. can't stop Elvis. Come on, can't stop Elvis. Come on, can't stop Elvis. I'll take the Beatles any day still, but Elvis, respect, respect to Elvis. Yeah, man. I think uh, I think Beatles have it all day. Yeah, for sure. What do we miss on? What, what what have we not touched on? I mean, we got all kind of stuff we could talk about. It depends on how how long you guys want to go, how much time you got, how long until I need another refill. You guys can I know that, for a minute if you'd like. This has been very cool. Sadly, the drinks are going down a little too fast. <laughs> too fast. This is this is cool though. This is yeah. We, we wanted to do like a a Skype video, a face to face type thing, and this is a this has been fun, man. This has been cool. This is awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I got a lot to say, and I only get to talk to him, so. 
<laughs> what do you want to say? What do you want to talk about? Heather, you bring up the next subject. Let's go. Let's roll. Talking all day with some crazy people. Yeah, what are we gonna talk about? I, I don't really know. Um, <laughs> I don't watch the news anymore because my six-year-old dominates the TV and won't watch anything other than the Beyblade show. So I'm not mm, sure. Beyblades. I'm not caught up on current events, so I have no opinion on anything of, of that nature. No. What's your favorite yeah. show that he likes? What do you what do you secretly like that Wyatt likes? Uh well, so he's kind of grown out of it. Um, but he used to watch this show called Storybots, <sighs> and it's on Netflix. They're awesome. And it's about it's about these little robots that work in this like factory, and they get questions from kids, things like how do volcanoes work, why is the sky blue, things sciencey kind of questions like that. And then yeah. they have to go and investigate um, why, you know, how to answer that question. Um, but it's super silly. And Chong from Cheech and Chong is one of the voices on Storybots. And then, like, to break up the little segments, they have these songs with videos about animals. Oh, and whatever. it's pretty much like Cheech and Chong wrote the song in the video. <laughs> Um, so for me, I'm like, oh, if I could just like smoke a little weed out back and then watch this, <laughs> it would be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Story bots. Was that what it was called? Story bots. Just say no. I, just I don't know. I don't really care. Yeah, a million I don't people probably I, I wish I could right now. Smoke weed every um, <laughs> What I'm saying is that like if 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 you're a big stoner, you'll find it hilarious. And if you're a child, you'll find it hilarious. Um, it's good for kids, like starting around three, maybe three to four. It's, it's fun for adults because like uh, each episode has a special guest star. Yeah. So yeah. it'll be like Kevin Smith was on one. Kevin Smith was on one. Oh. Snoop Dogg was on one. So oh. it's, it's made for people. I see a theme here. Too. It is like Weird Al Yankovic was on one. Like it's it wasn't it was Weird Al yet wasn't Weird Al yet one? I don't know. I don't remember that. Ah, I'm pretty sure it was Weird Al. How old is that guy right now? I don't know, but he's still amazing. Yeah. He's I would I would pay He's to see him. I would pay money to see him in a heartbeat. Um, but it's 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 a really funny show. So of all the good shows, and so actually I'm sure once once Brooks is born and uh, you're going through some of those motions, like I'm sure we'll be <laughs> passed along some knowledge of, of fun yeah. shows to watch. Obviously you're, you're gonna go through Thomas the Train. You're gonna go through um, PJ Masks. You're gonna go through Just in Time. Uh, what's the other one? Clubhouse. Um, uh, the, uh, the Mouse Patrol. Paw Patrol. Oh, no, Paw he's Patrol. just going to be watching baseball games. That's it. Good <laughs> luck with that. He's going to take your TV. He's never going to give it back. What, do you, what are you guys watching as adults? What are you watching? Netflix? Uh, Prime? I don't know. What are you guys watching? We, we just wrapped up Ozark season three. Mm-hmm. That show's. That's a, do you watch yeah. that one? This show, man. We watched it. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. Really good. Kind of yeah, seasons one through three. Very similar. I, I, it was good. Yeah. We liked it. Bateman. Good. Good stuff. He's really good. What actually, what's like, on the, uh, oh, what's up? What's on the list? What's on deck? What are you going to watch next? Oh, Christ. We don't even. I don't know. Don't I'm waiting for text. Hulu to release Handmaid's Tale, but I watched that by myself. <laughs> no, it's so good. Does Natalie watch it? No. Ugh. All right. Well, all Should she? Or yes. should she not? No, well, you, you know, you, well, it's not a chick no. show. It's, 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 I'm, I'm joking. It's, it's not a, bad. It's, okay. I've seen some episodes. it's about like a post-apocalyptic world 
where mm. chaos has ensued and this religious soul has pretty much like taken over <laughs> and what i don't know you're making fun of me somehow no i think he's looking at my empty drink. no this is on youtube quit quit that uh anyways <laughs> but it's really really good and it's super interesting and it's really really intense okay intense all right Intensity and Ten Cities. Right. Uh, we don't really have like a, a show. I mean, we were watching Walking Dead, but that's on hiatus for a while until at least they can finish the the finale. Not not, not hiatus, but they, they couldn't finish the yeah. finale because of a production had to stop because of COVID. Um, so we're not, we don't really have anything to watch right now. Um, uh, no, we don't. Bye, Kozak. I want to give a shout out. I don't know. Take some tips. The girl that plays Ruth, I don't know what her name is, but she is a badass MF, man. Like, she is so good. Oh, I know. It was our, yeah. She's great. Yeah. That yeah. Um, Dirty John show, too. She was? Remember there was the podcast, and then there was the show with, um, oh, yeah. I, I don't know that woman's name. Connie, Connie Britton or something yeah. like that? Yeah. Yeah, she was one of the daughters. Did you watch that Dirty John show? No, I've listened to that podcast. I didn't yeah, even know so it was a show. Yeah, they made a show, too. I mean, the podcast is better, but the show's still pretty good. It's pretty good. Where's it, like, how can I access that? I can't remember. I think, I think it was on like Lifetime or something. It was like oh, some God. random channel. Um, I, 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 I think I'm pretty sure it was A&E. It had to be okay. A&E. Yeah, it may, yeah, that may have been. I think we just got it on Sling because hey, it was Siri. one of our channels. Up. <laughs> but um, that was a really good show. I like shows that I come off podcasts. There was another one. On this device. Here are Heather, what's your favorite what do you show of all time? I'm gonna ask you all. I'm gonna ask you all kind of all-time questions. If you haven't got that uh, theme yet, what's your all-time favorite show? Oh, I don't know. That's a hard no. one. I'm, That's I'm why really I asked good it. At music, but shows, I don't know. Um, mm. I'll have to get back to you. Do you like? So, okay, if you had to pick a genre, comedy, drama, what kind of stuff do you like? Well, when it comes to movies, um, I like horror. Oh, okay. Uh, okay I don't so like actual movies and movie? comedies are fine, but I, I like horror movies. What's your favorite horror movie? What's your favorite Ooh. scary movie? Ooh. Yeah. Um, Hello, Sydney. Not that one. Is it like old school, like Friday the 13th style, no. or is it something? No. no. Okay. I mean, I've, I've seen all of those, but no. God, you no. like uh, Emily I like, Rose? I like the Emily Rose movie. That movie's freaky as shit. Uh, That's a good movie. With Laura Linney. Huh. I don't it's know that good. movie. Huh. It's creepy. I like exorcism movies, so I like The Exorcist. Okay. That's a That's, good movie. It's, oh, man. I don't know what my favorite scary movie she is. She just said, I like exorcism movies. <laughs> We just is, there, is, that a big, is that a genre? Is that its own it thing? It scares the living crap out of me. Yeah, fair. I'll have to get yeah. back to you. I okay. don't know. It, it might be one of those. So Heather owes us uh, her favorite horror movie and uh, her favorite TV show. You you, you owe us those uh, answers in a future podcast. Uh, That's correct. Or in the future of this podcast. Yeah, I have yes. a favorite TV show. <laughs> Josh, what's your favorite TV show? Oh, Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks, uh, yeah. Wow. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows that by now. Come on. What's your uh, most underrated TV show? Something you really liked that most people didn't watch? Uh, a, a show, a show um, from the Stars Channel called Party Down. 
it's like a scabby my my think of shows that no one watches or no one knows about there's that one and there's there's um, a difference between no one knows about it and no one likes it i'm trying to think like an underrated show oh yeah well i used to to watch this in gainesville every day it was um it was the the guy jeopardy wings and the girl from will and grace and they had a and they had a show together and they were like ah and it was so funny, but I can't think of any of it now. Yeah, I, um, I couldn't tell you. But I just I remember watching it all the time in Gainesville. Um, and he uh, was like the guy that played the maintenance guy in Wings. I never watched Wings, so I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Neither. Some bitch. Um, <laughs> Wasn't Paul then, McCartney in Wings, or was that Eric Clapton? <laughs> What was that band? They, was that they Clapton? All were wings. They were all... No, Paul McCartney had, had was in Wings. McCartney was, was in Wings. wings yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, oh, was it? I, I, no, I lost my train of thought now. The TV I show. Yeah. No, you were talking about. Uh, um, the guy in Wings. Yeah, Party Down is a okay. show on Stars. That's and it's, a pretty good show. And it's um, it's got uh, um, what's his name. He he went on he he became he he played he went on to play in um, Parks and Rec and some other stuff. He was in Brothers. Um, Brothers. Yeah, he and he he like he did this he did this show first and he, he then he like broke big uh, and like. Will Ferrell. No. No, I don't, I don't I forget his name. Sorry. It's like some Scott, right? Scott something. Michael Scott. Uh, no. I don't know. He's like the Weasley looking guy. Anyway. Anyway, but people, a lot of people don't know about that show, but it is so goddamn funny. I've never even heard of that show. I highly yeah. recommend if you get a chance to look up um like that show up. It's uh it's really good. Also, oh. Twin Peaks represent. It's not for everybody, but represent. So. We're looking up. You got something there. Poltergeist. Oh, there you go. Is that the one where her head spins around in a circle? No, that's oh, the Exorcist. That's, Exorcist, that's Exorcist, probably right. my second favorite. <laughs> that's your that's your two top movies, Poltergeist and Exorcist. Huh? That's your two top two movies, Poltergeist and Exorcist. For horror, yeah. Oh, okay, for horror, okay. And here, here's well, and partially because I saw them when I was young, and they made quite yeah. a bit of an impact on me because I was under ten when I saw both of them. Oh, yeah, that'll do it. That's just funny. Like, is I think of like different times. Like, Poltergeist came out in '82, and I was five years old, and I, yeah. I remember watching. Like, it's this yeah. interesting. Was it '82 when it came out? I had '82. Uh, something like that. Something like that. Um, Heather wasn't like, born in '82. Yeah, that, I, I, that's true. This is true. Um, but it was uh, it was 80, 85. Actually, eighty five was the best the best year of movies of all time was nineteen eighty five. Oh. We'll get to oh. that. that's that's a whole different podcast, by the way. Okay. Okay. But I, I it's times were were it's funny when you think of like the like just times were different when you think of the Poltergeist movies, at least the original one, was it was rated PG. It was a PG movie. You watch it. <laughs> is that right? It is scary as shit. Huh. Well, not it's only PG. that. So not only that, but we watched it like last, I don't know, six months yeah, ago I'm or like, something. Dude, it's freaky. And crazy. Yeah. It's for kids? You kidding me? Uh, no, it's not for kids. But dude. aside from that, there's this like scene where the mom and the dad go into the bedroom and it's at Spoiler night. Alert. She's like rolling a joint on the bed. Huh? <laughs> They're getting ready to like. Smoke a joint in the bedroom, and I'm like, this went PG. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Hey, parental guidance. You guys are parents. We we Googled it and forgot that at the time there was no PG-13. So it was either like Uh, kids can watch it or everyone's banging in the movie. Wow. It's one or the other. That's well, it. I mean, there's no in between, apparently. Well, when it comes to 80s movies, like, and my, my ultimate, we, when we watched it about six, five, six months ago, um, we watched Airplane from 1982. Oh, yeah. Classic. And Airplane, I, I, it's like, there are things in Airplane I won't even say right now. Oh, no, yeah. I'm afraid yeah. I'll, I'll offend somebody. <laughs> we call them racist. But that movie is crazy. And yeah. that movie was a, it was a PG rated movie. And there, there is so much stuff in the movie that's way inappropriate. Like, way. And I'm like, man, what a, what a different time we live in right now, man. Oh, it's like, crazy. That movie cannot even be released right now. I don't no, know. no, no. Yeah, things have changed <laughs> so much in so little time. It's, it's nuts, man. That's a great movie, though. Classic, for sure. I wish I have so many thoughts I want to share, but I, I'm too afraid to share. Yeah, I'll do it. I'm don't like, do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now I'm looking up like best horror movies, and I'm I'm oh, being okay. reminded of all these like awesome movies what you, what you got give us a like a top five list what, what do you find in which one both of those the movies you mentioned poltergeist and the exorcist they got to be in the top five right what, what do you got what do you well, depends on what list you're looking at there is there's a movie that i came across that i had forgotten about so this was a pretty pivotal movie when the whole like um uh self movies came out paranormal activity so that was like the first of its kind right when it was like the security camera footage yeah Um, did you ever see that one no i don't i I never i never saw paranormal activity but i remember i remember seeing the uh like uh, what do you call it trailer i guess It, it looked pretty freaky so yeah, so the Blair Witch was the first of its kind with the found footage Blair Witch. type movies, and I remember that when that came out, that was a pretty big deal. But then Paranormal Activity, when that came out, that it was just it it opened up this kind of door for a whole new type, just like Blair Witch did. Um, but Paranormal Activity, I will say, scared the living shit out of me when I saw it for the first time because it was so creepy, um, and and they did it with such a little budget, just like Blair Witch. They did it with no special effects, really. Maybe some cables or strings and camera tricks, but that was about it. Um, that was that was an excellent movie. Heather, do you do you believe in ghosts? Yes. <laughs> I also believe that this shit's getting deep, y'all. In the devil, and that people can be inhabited by demonic spirits. So oh, okay. that's why those two things scare the shit out of me. <laughs> Anyways, I like yeah. I like so, it. So, <laughs> demonic possession, am I right? It can happen. It, it could Double theoretically. It happens to, to the best of us. Anyway, or actually, the worst of us. The things that scare you the most are the things you think are real. Mm. You watch a movie and you're like, uh, uh, that's just that would never happen. That's stupid. That's you know, but the things that like really get you to the core are the things that's like, oh my god. What if that happened? What if that's real? You know, that you believe in the possibility of. What, what's that line from The Usual Suspects? The greatest trick the devil ever played was convincing people he didn't exist. Same yep. thing, right? Yeah. It's something like that. Hmm. Yeah. It's pretty good, a pretty good line right there. Yeah. Really, actually. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. What about you? What's your What's your favorite horror movie? Oh, I, I'm a big horror movie guy. Yeah, I don't know. You don't, you don't really watch scary movies that much. No, right? um, I respect the genre, but I don't really like. I remember when I was a kid, though, when the first uh, what's the uh, what's the Freddy Krueger movies? Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, when the first one came out, my parents. I don't know how old I was. I was young, though. Uh, <laughs> they let me watch it for some reason. <laughs> Fred. And I had nightmares for a while, and the movie's called Nightmare on Elm Street, which is not a good sign. So that that movie really freaked me out. I wouldn't say that's my favorite horror movie, but that's the one that I guess I remember for good or bad the most because I actually had nightmares about it. Freddy Krueger, man, scary stuff. Mm-hmm. Can't stop Freddy. Scream. The first Scream is good, right? You guys like Scream? That's good. Eh? I mean, at the time, it was pretty good. When when I watch it now, it's it it's very nineties cliche. I don't know. Yeah. It kind of um, it's one of those movies that you watch and you're just like, oh my God, this like everything that encompasses the nineties is in this movie. Uh, but it but the first one was it was pretty good. That's good. Yeah, that's yeah. all I got for horror movies. Not a it's like- yeah, sorry. <laughs> I, it's kind of my my specialty here. <laughs> Anytime a new horror movie comes out, I have to like, you know, tell Josh. I'm like, oh, we're watching it. We're watching it. We're getting this on Netflix or whatever. Yeah, I was trying to think like, what's the last scary movie that we saw that was really good? It was so really scary. I saw, okay, so I saw a movie. I, I would list it in the horror category. It wasn't so much scary as it was. I, I would consider it a horror movie. Um, it was called Mother. Did you no, guys? Like a, you yeah. never saw it. Did you see that, Paul? I don't oh, think so. That sounds scary, though. You, you did see it? No, no, I don't think so. Oh, so. Be right back. It's, it's one of those movies. It's scary in the sense that, like, it's disturbing, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so it's not your typical horror fashion with, like, ghosts and demons and goblins or, like, you know, scary nightmarish things. Yeah. Um, yeah. but it the whole the whole movie is a metaphor. Um, and you don't realize it until the end. It's a metaphor for God and Mother spoiler Earth. Alert. Sorry, spoiler alert. Um, and but the, but the whole time this movie's happening, they're recreating these like biblical events in this like ordinary story of a wife and her husband. Mm-hmm. And all these like really super weird things start happening, and at the end of the movie is just total chaos, and some very disturbing things happen. Um, and then at the at the end, it kind of wraps it up, and you realize, oh my god, this is what this movie is about. It's talking about the relationship between God and the Earth, and da 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 da. But it it's one of those movies that I'll say is really good because it resonates with you. It really like when you're done watching it, it doesn't leave you. You yeah. continue yeah. to think about it and you continue to like analyze it and look it up and things like that. So um, that's probably the last good horror movie that I saw. So do you like so in in that kind of genre, like, using the word horror movie, uh, do you like like psycho? That sounds like a like psychological thriller, maybe versus well, like scary it, it, it it's not it's a psychological movie yes but i wouldn't call it a thriller um it's kind of like did you see that movie green green lantern not green lantern um 
Oh, shoot. Now I forget the name of it. The Green Inferno. No. Uh-uh. Oh, okay. Well, we can't have this discussion until you catch up on the horror movies. So that one, that one was more of a horror movie in the sense that it was gory, Uh but it, they're kind of the same because they're these offbeat, like off the beaten path type of horror movies that, I don't know, they just kind of make you think about things a little differently or, or make you see things differently. It's not your traditional horror movie. It's more of a psychological horror movie, I would yeah. say. Yeah. So, so it, is that what you prefer? You like the, like, the psychological aspect more than the kind of jump out with the chainsaw? Maybe. I, I like movies that stick with you. Like when you're done watching it, like it doesn't leave you. It, it like makes an impression on you. So I I like movies like that. But at the same time, I like movies that scare the living shit out of me. Yeah. But chainsaws don't do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put a ghost or a devil in there and I'm scared. <laughs> so do you do you love like Halloween Horror Nights? Do you love that? Yes. Yeah. It is my. Ab- well, OK, so. It doesn't scare me. I'm not one of those people that like runs around the houses screaming and like latching on to the other people in front of them. Uh-huh. I don't like those people. Yeah. Um, but I absolutely love Halloween Horror Nights. It's my okay. favorite thing in the world to do. I love Halloween and anything that comes with it and like haunted houses and all does, of that stuff. Does Josh get scared at Halloween Horror Nights? Yes, he does. That's great. That's fine. I do not get scared, actually. He has to hold my hand through the houses. I'm actually <laughs> usually the person in front. I've actually had a couple of people. I actually remember the, the last time I went through Halloween Horror Nights. It wasn't was it this year or the past year? It was this year. And, um, well, I guess this past Halloween. And I was wearing uh, a shirt for the band 36 Crazy Fists. Uh-huh. A man from Alaska, and it's just this really cool. Uh, the shirt is this really cool shirt with, with the Grim Reaper on it. It's just a cool looking like Halloween type shirt, and I'm wearing the shirt through. And so obviously, like no one's gonna know. You have to, you have to know 36 Crazy Fists to like understand it's a band and whatever. So we're going through one of the houses, and this <laughs> right to the corner, and this guy is like, ah, and he's like, hey man, that's a cool shirt, dude. <laughs> <laughs> And he was just like, kind of gave me like the, the devil, like, hey, that's uh, cool. And I was like, yeah, respect. So one you, person knew who the band was. So that was did cool. you wear that shirt on purpose because it had a Grim Reaper on? Yes. And you were going to Halloween Hornets? Okay, oh, plus, sure. I, I love the band, but also because it was yeah. like, it's Halloween. Oh, you have, what's his name? Brock, yeah? You have Brock's uh, phone number at one point, right? You, you and Brock are, go way back. Me and Brock go way back to the, uh, the WJRR days of my, my, old, my old job. <laughs> I, I have his number somewhere. Shout out uh, 36 Crazy Fist. They're one of the few bands. I don't want to get back into music too much, but uh, one of the few bands where that song, Slit Wrist Theory, one of the few songs in life. Like, I remember the first time I heard that song and I was like, <laughs> mind blown. I was like, you guys. Song, so good. Good, good song. So, yeah. I love those yeah. guys. They don't come hey, around very much. But I'm going to, you guys take the helm. For one minute, I'm gonna go get a refill. You guys are just getting refills left and right. I gotta go get one. I'm <laughs> like, one, oh, well. one time. We gotta refill. I know. So you guys take it over for two minutes. I'll be back. Is that cool? Yeah. All right. All right. You.
I don't think you are a big uh, 36 Crazy Fist fan. I just don't know a lot of their music. I think you like them if you probably were to listen to them a little more. They're very, they're like a melodic metal. Mm. Is there screaming or do they like actually sing? Well, both. He screams and he, he sings at the same time. Well, not, not at the same time, but there's there's that's talent right there. They're pretty badass, but he, he it's it's heavy, but it's it's he has a lot of melodic uh, you know uh, hooks and courses. Mm-hmm. I think so. I can you dig know, it. Like, you like it? This has been pretty fun, right? This this whole Skype <laughs> thing. Has been, it's pretty cool. Having a good time. I'm just excited to talk to somebody other than you. No offense. I love you. It's kind of a dick move. But actually, I'm, I miss I miss people. It does kind of suck. Yeah, it's, it's nice. It's kind of fun. It's nice to talk to, to Houston. It's really calm Houston, right? I know. His name's Paul. I've always known he. So he'll, I can't. I can't. I had to, to like stop and remind he'll myself. Listen to this later, and it's funny. I was actually. I'm one of the only people besides you that call him Paul because like all his his old school friends like know him as Bob and his new friends know him as Houston. Like I've just I've just known him as I met him as Paul Bailey. I met him. So did I. At we, we worked together at Winn Dixie, mm-hmm. and uh, that's how we uh, actually. I remember. I actually remember his first day working at Winn Dixie. We worked together in the frozen <laughs> food department, and we were stocking the frozen food, uh, whatever. Uh, the freezer. I guess like the back way back. The whole frozen food thing used to be. You would lean in, and it wasn't like an open the door thing. It was like a. Uh, like they have that little section at Publix where it's just like. You reach in, but it was like the whole thing was yeah. Oh. It was like the entire thing. Okay. I don't remember that. <laughs> he, he like stacked the frozen food like dinners like way high, and I was like, dude, can't stack them this high because they'll they'll, they'll defrost. Topple over. Like it's like oh, well, and, and on top of over, they'll probably you can't do that. So not that anyone listening gives a shit about that, but it just that's just how we that's how we got started. So actually, we'll ask him about that when he gets back. Hey. Hey, 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 buddy. Hey, man. Huh? So we were talking about uh, Win Dixie, and uh, the, the right. first time you and I met, uh-huh. and I was saying, uh, <laughs> back in the day, the the frozen food section used to be this like long case of, it wasn't a door, it was you would like yeah. reach in, and drop in. And uh, the first day you were working with me, That's weird. and you, you were you were stocking the the frozen dinners. And you stacked them like way too high. Do you remember that? <laughs> of course, getting stuff done, man. Let's get let's get all this stuff out there. I wasn't worried about this. Let's go. Let's get it out. Get it done. Oh man. Josh hated me. He didn't like me at first. So, you know, like I think he said that maybe. I don't know. Josh is snobby. It's okay. I am not snobby. <laughs> That's all right. I'm snobby too. It took me a while to come around. I came around. I dominated frozen food there for a week, and then they moved me. They moved me over to the stock crew. Me and uh, what was it? Mike Serino. What was his name? Um, um, ah, Mike Serino, man. Serino, right? Yeah. I remember Mike Serino. Yeah. And then he dude. went to produce, dude. And he were doing the produce. produce. Oh yeah, man. That was like supermarket sweep over there when I took yeah. over produce. <laughs> yeah. That's good. You still have Win Dixie around where you're yes, around your park? It's funny you say that because okay, I drove many. I drove by one today. I, I was telling you earlier, I, I drove out to the uh, 
I drove out to, I drove up, I have some old like uh, engine oil and, and paint cans and things that I took out to oh. the hazardous waste dump today. And I drove past the Winn-Dixie and I was like, oh shit, Winn-Dixie represent. And I was, I was like happy. I see Winn-Dixie and it actually makes me smile because I think of the old WT days. Oh, so good, man. <laughs> Set us on our path. Mm. Josh, so you mentioned, so you brought up going out to <laughs> drop your oil off. Uh, you mentioned earlier to me on the phone, uh, and Heather, I would like to get your uh, opinion on this too. Josh said he had a very manly day. So Josh, you want to give us a, a quick rundown on, on what you did today? And then Heather, I would like your uh, your thoughts on this too. Right, well, not only did I handle, not, well, today, I mean, I, I did handle hazardous waste today. I mean, whatever, it's not a big deal. <laughs> Without um, gloves too. Bold. And, and I had to I had to open that oil bucket again as in, and dump the oil into the oil like drum. Oh no! All right, guys. As you could probably tell, we had a little technical difficulties with the Skype there. Bad timing because Josh was just getting to the point where he was talking about how manly he was. Always a disappointment not to hear the end of that story. So I'm not going to do any great segue or great editing here. Skype cut out on us. That was a fun episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Thanks to Heather for sitting in and putting up with our stuff. Uh, we have been talking about having you and Natalie on for quite some time. So maybe next round uh, it will be Natalie's turn. So Heather, thank you. We appreciated it. It was fun. I hope everyone out there had a good time listening to this. Go hit us up on Twitter at Comp Podcast. Let us know what you think about this episode. Follow us, subscribe, rate, review, all that kind of kind of good stuff. We hope you had a good time because we did. Until next time, three, two, one, out. Oh.